Welcome to Fresh from the Esky. Subtitled Ordinary Lives, Ordinary People. Accompanied by Ordinary Production, Ordinary Editing. Sit back, grab a beer, relax and enjoy. Welcome listeners to this Season 2, Episode 17 of Fresh from the Esky. We haven't had a guest for a while and um, people uh, do like us to have guests because they find guests interesting, they find me, some of my co-hosts boring, I think it's generally me, but we have got a guest this week and our guest is Brendan Forty Ford. There you go Brendan, why Forty? Why do they call you Forty? Well, um, my surname you reckon Ford? that's it? It probably yep. is that, yeah. It probably it, is that, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yep. But I reckon your nickname's probably a little bit more interesting. I actually don't know the story behind your nickname. Actually, funnily enough, I did hear at the um, 50th reunion that I was named Ledge because after I jumped from the top floor of Flamingos into the second floor, which I don't remember, and I don't know if that is true, <laughs> actually. But anyway, we'll, we'll let that lie. There's there's different stories to that, but we'll... We'll run, we'll leave that one. No, I, I was impressed with that, but I can't remember that. I think yeah. they've mixed me up with someone else there. I've, I've always gone, because, you know, we've used the nickname Ledge a lot for just, we call people Ledge who are just a legend. Yeah. So I thought, oh, mate, this bloke must just be a top bloke. I'm running with that. I'm running with that, yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was a bit of self-promotion in there too, a bit of self-promotion. <laughs> bought shirts, legend, Oaky legend shirts. But anyway, we'll, that's, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Brendan Ford. Oh, yeah. And right. Brendan Ford... As I invited him around, I said, there's a few beers. Now, Brendan Ford brought a gift pack with him. Let's go through the contents of the... And it's a very unique gift pack, I must say. I thought you actually had your grocery. So let's go through the... Um... So you dropped in at Drake's. I dropped in at dropped Drake's. Drake's. You know, you've got to go to your local supermarket and just pick up a few items that are useful, but also random pieces of Australiana. I mean... Yes. Yeah. Should like a loaf of bread. There is a loaf of bread there. That is a classic loaf of bread. And, you know, who can't use a loaf of bread? That's what I thought in picking up that item. Exactly. And I thought, oh, he's put around stuff for a barbecue. But no. <laughs> no, because in with his loaf of bread, there is the... Of course. Cabri favourites. Now, until I saw this, I was saying, 40, you can take this back if you don't. Well, now I'm saying, no, <laughs> I'll keep that. I'll keep that. I've got the Cabri favourites. Got to have that. Th- that is an is... absolute must-have for... Two blokes meeting up for a podcast. And the three-pack. The three-pack of Heinz baked beans, of course. Yep. A, you know, a gathering cannot be, you know, done without the baked beans. That is so Australian, isn't it? Yep. So Australian. Yep. I'll, I'll, we'll have to photograph the contents of this for the um, promo. <laughs> uh, of course, it's the Arnott's Shapes and in one of my favourite flavours, pizza. Yes. Uh, and I suppose the only thing more traditional is the barbecue, but... These, yeah, yeah. Yep. Very you know, popular. Very popular. Very popular. And, you know, you've got to have your Tim Tams. You do. I think Tim that's Tams. one of the Australian things that goes well overseas. Very mm. well. Very popular overseas and everything. And well known for the Tim Tams. Originals too. Original. I always hear the argument between, you know, the double code and the originals, you know. I'm more of an original guy. I like the ratio. I think so. I think. And plus it is the original. Yeah. Why do they mess with everything? Absolutely. What else have we got? Wow. You can't go anywhere without your... 
Byron Bay Chili Co. Fiery Coconut Chili Sauce. Mm, you might take that one back with you, actually. The reason why I got How hot that, is it? It is actually not too bad. Yeah? Just put a little bit with it, and it's not an overly um, hot sauce. Great with steak, um, great with eggs, all sorts of things. I was actually a little bit disappointed because I couldn't find the one that I really wanted to get you. That's my favourite, but the one I like to give people just for fun is a brand called Bunsters, and it is, it is hot. hot as. But the the type of it, because the only reason why I buy it is because it, it's called Bunsters Shit the Bed. Oh, right, eh? <laughs> Love it. Love it. Learning so much, right? And... Oh, but that's it, definitely my favourite. This is the chocolate mud cake. The chalky mud cake, classic, always seen on Australian shelves everywhere. And, you know, if you want to impress people at a party, bring out one of these fellas. Maybe heat it up in the microwave if you're feeling extra fancy. Yeah. Put it with some ice cream. Yep. You know, your weekend's absolutely done and dusted. Well, this has worked out well, and it's in um, <laughs> Brisbane this weekend. So Joel and I got it made now. <laughs> You've done well. That's you guys it. are fed. Mate, that's it. <laughs> Joel won't want it. Well, won't have to get anything else. I'll just go keep Ozzy the dog away from it. Yes. All right, yes. well, I feel... I've got to give you something now. <laughs> I'll probably feel I've let you down now because, as you know, you are a listener. You are maybe not a constant listener, but you are a listener to the podcast. A and couple of times, a yeah, couple of times. Um, not usually a podcast guy. Actually, I haven't really listened to any other podcasts. Everyone's all about really. the podcasts. Um, and just, I, I'm always in a state of trying to maximise the efficiency of my time. And I don't see podcasts as being a usual integration into that. So what, that sounds very deep. What do you do? Read books instead? Or? Well, sometimes books, sometimes about things that I'm interested about. Um, you watch them on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, some stuff on YouTube. I talk to ChatGPT about a few things here and there. Who's he? ChatGPT, that's an AI language model. That oh, be careful with these yeah. AI things, man. They'll take over the world if you're not careful, you know. I've, oh, heard, yeah. about oh, I've heard about them. I have no doubt about it. I have no doubt about yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's been crazy, the development of that in the last six months. So it's interesting to talk to that model. In about just six months? Oh, it's 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 alarming. It's alarming, yes. yeah. Not yeah. in a good way. But yeah. anyway, we'll get back to more traditional things. <laughs> we have a beer, generally, on this, and we taste different beers. and that. I, you know, um, A lot of boutique beers, which, I don't know, boutique beers, they, a lot of people like them. I don't mind them, but they do get a bit, I don't know, they've got their floral flavours. Yeah. You know, they put a citric juice in them and all that. So I think I've got away from the traditional beers. So yeah. I've come come back with a traditional beer, which I've actually never bought a package of this beer before in my life, but I have actually had it on tap. And actually, sorry, I used to have it at the cricket probably, but in, in the light version, because they used to serve it at the cricket. Oh. Tui's. 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 Yes. Now, Tui's new? This is Tui's new, yes. Ah. So, Tui's very popular beer in the 70s, 80s in New South Wales. And still really popular in New South Wales, I've been told. I think it's become, it is a New South Wales beer. So, you know, they used to have great ads. I feel like a Tui's ads with the cricketers and the the sailors, rugby league players, all that stuff. So, of course. And the Tui's extra dry ads when I was up coming through turning 18 were absolutely ruthless and they, a lot of them were quite funny. They're the ones with moose and deers. And yeah. The, yeah. 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 Much more um, woke than yeah. these ones. So we'll try a twoies, see what you think. 
Well, I better just check. I presume this is two is Is it heavy beer, is it? Or? Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, it's 4.6. Quite heavy, actually. Yep. The classic deer on the front. Yep. And it's nice and cold. It is. Well, that's beer, isn't it? That is beer. It tastes like beer to me. It's really refreshing, really cold. Yep. It's not, you not can't citric. There's no flower flavours in that. That's no, beer. That's a pure and simple lager. Yeah, I don't mind that. And it is a lager, though, isn't it? It's not a bitter. Yep. You can tell it's more lager. Uh, I don't mind that at all. It's all no, right. That won't touch the sides with me. It's not my favourite. There's another one there. Another one there. <laughs> we'll probably have some mud cake with it later. Probably not a choice, though. Mm, mm, oh, yeah. I know. Brendan Ford. The Brendan Ford story. Now, I'll be honest. I mainly know you from football. Um, reserve grade captain. Yeah. And probably I know you most from the returning from the horrific facial injuries <laughs> video, which I must get your permission to use as a promotional tool for Western oh, for this episode. 100%. Can I? Yeah, Very uh, good, 100% yeah. you can use that, yeah. And that's yeah. when I kind of looked into things a bit more. When that, I thought, gee, this video is next level kind of anything I kind of seen like. And I realised then that you are Premier AV Installs. Yes. Which is your own business yep. and has been for 12, 13 years. Mm. And that... 2010, I started that. Yeah. Yeah. I did realise that. And, and it is your business, as in you're the owner of that business? Yeah, yeah, the owner-director yeah, of the which, business, yeah. by my calculation, you're about 20-year-old when you started that. That's exactly right. 20 years old. Only had a, f- a handful of jobs prior to that. Had a few jobs while I was booting it up in the early stages. So you kind of were building the business and working for someone else at the same time. Yeah, and yeah, and that was a hard gig. It was a good three to four years of, of 16 to 20 hour days. Um, I would actually work in pubs at night Yep. Um, and then try and build a business during the day. And I was lucky enough to also be living at home with my parents at that, uh, at that time. So that definitely made things a lot easier. So why that AV business? Was that something that interested you when you were at secondary school, etc.? No? Yeah, well, I guess I always sort of played around with technology. Uh, I was that kid that people would always ask for advice or the teacher would get me up to, um, you know, fix the projector or, yep. um, you know, hook up a DVD player or something like that because it was just something I did and, and I was good at and um, I guess that naturally just progressed um, into, a, into an interest yeah, uh, and pretty much just turned it into a business. However, it's you know it's a lot more advanced than just those things these days. But um, yeah, essentially that's uh, that's where it came from. So you finished high school. Yes. Did you go to university at all to study electronics? No. So no. You, you entered the workforce. Yeah. I so you would the that would have been about seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. So I never intended on um, being in business at first. Um, nor did I ever intend on any permanent sort of business or job when I first exited school. I actually really wanted to be in the army. Yeah. So I, as a as a as a person, like I um, I always say to people, I peaked early. Yeah. Because <laughs> what my passion was through high school was actually the army cadets. Oh right, oh yeah. And I yes. played rugby and rugby league as you do, being a sit like a CQ boy. Yeah. Um, Rugby union and rugby league, private school educated from the Rockhampton Grammar School, so played a lot of um, private school sport. Yep. And um, so really enjoyed that, but my passion really laid with the army cadets. Right. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah. So and you were 
in the army cadets in Rocky then? In the- yeah, yeah. So I was I was in the army cadets all the way from grade eight and uh, basically worked my way up in the end um, to an appointment that is actually the highest appointment in Australia. So I was the top level army cadet in the whole of Australia. So I was the peak representative cadet uh, that basically represented the entire cadet body for the whole of Australia. It's very impressive. So. I um, at what age was this? So this would have been at so when I was eight, 17, 17, 18, 17 yep. and then I actually got offered. It's a usually just a year appointment, um, but I got offered it for a second, for a second time time around. So the first year out of school, I sort of worked a labouring job during the week, and then on the weekends it was awesome because like literally I got to fly around the whole country visiting all sorts of places on taxpayer dollar. And um, as a cadet, because as, of this high level you yeah, reached as a cadet, as a cadet, was yeah. that what was that doing mainly promoting cadets or or participating in other exercises as a cadet? Yeah, or? so a bit of that, um, a little bit of advising, um, literally the generals of the army um, on policy and procedure to help improve for, uh, the army cadets. for younger people. Yeah, for, yeah, oh, yeah, and advocating for. Uh, the cadet body, yeah. So, and I had other advisory roles which were involved with uh, certain elements of um, dress, drill, and discipline. It's actually a role. It was called the uh, National Cadet RSM. So it's a regimental sergeant major. Really? Yeah. So yeah, very impressive. Like, yeah. so and obviously, as you say, a leadership role, mm. which we'll get. This is you were a future leader already, like yeah. You know, yeah, so I, I always I always gravitated towards leadership, um, even at school. Like. Even at school, yeah, always gravitated towards leadership style roles. Um, so I was, you know, your primary school house captain, your high school house captain, um, and then you know, generally always gravitated to those sorts of things. Because of your leadership, or were you the best at the sport? Like quite often, the house captain's the best at the sport, or the most academic yeah. child, or something. Or... You know, I'm, I'm, I've never been the best at at anything except for cadets. I'm, you know, I was good yeah. at that. Yes. Um, but even then, there's still always people that are always better than you at certain aspects. Um, but yeah, I was never the best. But it's almost like I was encouraged. I guess because of my persona and the way that I am and whatnot, I was sort of encouraged and almost pushed into those roles. But I also seeked them out at the same time because it seemed to be just a natural fit for me. Cadets, did you, what age did you learn to shoot in cadets? I think we were doing it 14. Yeah? Yeah, using the uh, F-88 style. So yeah. semi-automatic uh, general issue um, yeah. assault rifle. Yeah. Right, yeah, at fourteen. Yeah, at fourteen. Yeah. Any interest in the cadets or army nowadays? Or oh, it's definitely it's it feels like an itch that I never properly scratched. So you're not in the reserves? Or no, anything? no, no. And it's not something that I am going to revisit, um, but it still will remain a little, you know, um, uh, an itch that I never scratched. Yeah. Actually, I've got a photo for you. So, so when you say an itch, you, yeah. you won't return to it because you'd have to return full time to satisfy that itch, would you? You would yeah. reserve. You don't think it satisfy that? Oh, it, it, yeah, it, it might, it might. Maybe I should give it a go. But I feel as though um, my time is already spread so thinly anyway. Yep. So it would have to be a whole restructure of my life. Yes. Well, without getting too far away, because we've got to go back a little. Of course, you are married two children as well as running your own business yeah married with two small children one's Mm. two and a half and the other one is only 12 yes uh six months six months six months yeah yeah. the photo you were going to show me ah the photo yes yes with 
Peter Cosgrove, is it? Well, I did meet Peter Crosgrove. Did you? Yes, yeah. I did meet Peter Crosgrove, and I met uh, the chief of the army at the time, Peter Lay. Yes, as yes, well. Yeah. He was the chief of the army at the time that I was the national cadet RSM, and his counterpart, which was the only other counterpart, he's the actual RSM of the army. Oh, so he right would on. be technically the equivalent, yep. but in the army, of course. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, and yeah. So let's get this. Let's get this photo. Oh, here we go. I took a photo of this for Tyler Perry the other day to show to show it to him to prove him, but that's that's me. Yes, it is a young you, isn't it? Yes, very young. Yes, very official looking though too. And it was uh, I was the only apart from the RSMA that badge of rank. That's actually the Australian coat of arms, but with a blue wreath around it. I was the only person in the cadets permitted to wear that. Badge mm. of rank, so I was very proud to yes. carry that on my arm, and I still have those patches today. So you should very proud. Yeah, all right. Yeah. We've we've kind of got ahead. Yeah, of we've, let's yeah. Go. We've so, a you're a local boy. You're yes. Gracemere born and bred. Gracemere born and bred, and educated in Rockhampton. Yeah, pa- parents local too, or came from out of town. Mum was from a small town called Biggerton. Dad Biggerton, um, yes. from the Napier Hastings area over in New Zealand. But they'd made their home in Gracemere before you were born, like? Yeah, well, they actually... Yeah, no, they did. They were in Rocky. I was born in Rocky, and then they moved to Gracemere when I was about two. Yep. Yeah. Right. So, you educated at Gracemere Primary Education, or...? Yeah, so St. Paul's there in the Catholic education yep. system, mm. and then moved on to the grammar in high school. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, as you were saying before, the cadets were a big interest for you, but yeah. as per... Every central Queensland child, you played a bit of rugby league, a bit of rugby union. Enjoyed those sports? Yeah, I did. I did enjoy those sports. Never went on to go and do anything like rep footy or um, or even play in the first. Never played at senior levels in any of those, at open age groups? Only twos. Only in the twos. And I've never played men's footy um, until the first time playing, playing actual men's footy was with the Glenmore Bulls. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, your first open age football of any code was playing with the Glenmore Bulls. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so this was after you'd finished school, etc. A long time after. Yeah, and you'd already had your business. So yeah, let's discuss that. Twenty year old, you decide you're going to open your own business up. Yeah. Did your parents behind that a bit? Were they, or did they say? Maybe have a think about this, Brendan. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Mama was always happy for me to just pursue anything I was interested in, which was awesome. Um, yeah. She always supported sort of whatever I was keen to, to get into. Um, Dad, he ran his own uh, small business as oh, well. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. So, had so a- he was doing landscaping, uh, admittedly much harder work than what I'm, physically harder work than yep, what I do. Yeah, But uh, yeah, no, he ran, he ran a small business as well. And did they envisage you going further with the cadets? Did they? They had no, didn't care either way. Like. Yeah, well, they they were happy either way. Um, they was they would have been sad to lose me to the army. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, they were happy to support me um, through mm. that endeavour. I did I did end up applying and. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Aussie. No, you're right. Um, Aussie the dog. You did end up applying to the army. No, I did end up applying to the army. Uh, I was I was going down that pathway uh, when I was getting uh, physically tested for the army. They unveiled that I have a red and green color blindness defect oh. uh, with my eyes, uh, 
and which is fine, which is okay. I still was offered a good amount of roles. However, there's a certain very high stress, high, uh, uh, what they call direct combat roles that I wasn't able to be offered at that point in time. Why? You might pick on the wrong guy. You might take your own boat and just go and see. Or... Maybe, well, maybe, know. yeah. Well, I thought maybe you can't do electronics or something. Yeah, but... <laughs> well, no, I, and that's the thing. I do electronics and I deal yeah. with red and green every day. Can I tell red's red and green's green? Yeah. Yes, I can. But it's a certain combination when it's at certain shades in a certain at a certain size from my eyesight that I find it difficult to define the difference, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that they that that stops some combat roles to yeah. me anyway. But and I, 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 was just, I remember the song, the white feather. Yeah, the old um, wedding parties, anything song. Good yep. soul, to be a good soldier, you've got to have good lamps. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, we that's... are such kindred spirits. I went to join the army, but. Did you? Yeah, but I think they knocked me back on. They did the psych test and they knocked me back. <laughs> um, and also, I ran an audio business, Red Ledge TV, and I think I think it's actually part of our school curriculum now how not to run a business. And really? That, yes, yes, yes. Wayne wrestled myself. Yes. When um, was that here in Rocky? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. That was would have been about when you were born, actually. Yeah. Nineteen yeah, ninety. Yeah, when UHF TV came in, we. <laughs> thought now this we've been entrepreneurial minds we thought we'll make a killing here yeah yeah didn't work out that way but oh, right. found everyone could actually just put a coat hanger somewhere and get UHF it practically so oh right yeah so, yeah and it was like that mm, with analog tv mm. much much more advanced now with digital as you may know yes yes yeah. yes i should have stuck with it but it would have been poor for a long time i think mm. but mount morgan was a bit of a gold mine for me pardon okay. the pun yeah. yeah yeah i think it was the only bloke that actually would make an attempt for him up in mount morgan but hourly, uh, and on hourly rate, I think I lost a lot of money there, but got a lot of people TV. Even mm. put in one satellite dish for one guy in Mount Morgan. Oh, yeah, yeah. He must have been the proudest guy in Mount Morgan. <laughs> I think he might have passed away 12 months later, but that's another story anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, oh, well. so there you go. You and I think piece. we're probably kindred spirits in that in our um, AFL football, was probably better known for everything Barrow actually on-field exploits, I think. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely... Uh, I wouldn't consider myself a good footballer. I would just consider myself maybe average at best. But average enough to be named the captain. Once again, someone saw you as a leader. Uh, actually, who? how did you get involved? Timmy Getter gets you involved. Is that right? That's maybe? right, yeah. So my brother and Timmy Getter were playing for a couple of years. Um, Your brother? Yeah, my brother, Patrick Ford. Uh, so he played, and they called them at the time. What they call them? Oh, twin yeah. towers. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, they both long haired, tall lads. Long haired, tall lads stand yeah. out like dogs' balls. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise he was your brother. Well, yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So he's now in Melbourne playing for the Parkside Pies in Footscray. Is he? Yeah. He so is not senior, but resis. But mind you, it's a totally different standard down there. Yeah, that's like, not bad from what I've seen. Yeah. So, very good. Yeah. So Timmy got you down to Australian rules footy. Yeah, got me down. I guess um, it sort of sparked an interest in me. It felt like that uh, it had a lot to offer. Um, you know, I'm always one to be very aware and focusing on my mental health, and I realised that a sense of community was definitely something that I was missing from my life. The camaraderie of a club, yeah, you mean? Of like, a club, yeah, and because you were so busy just focusing on your work. That's right. And that's right. And you were 
had a steady girlfriend by now too? Yeah, well, I, I was Leah was probably the only steady thing that I've had all the way through. I've been with Leah since... Uh, 2007 she, by Facebook. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Just if you, in case you need prompting. Yeah, there. yeah, 2007. So yeah. she was 16, I was 17. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so this was a bit of a release outside those two focuses of your work and girlfriend. Yep. And gave you a bit wider spread of friends and all that yeah that's right i mean i had my friends from school but a lot of them moved away and um yeah so basically i was there was the it was the missing link in in the chain one of the you know one of the pillars of mental health that i needed to insert back into my life to feel more fulfilled and happy and did it work yes yeah yeah it was definitely um definitely part of it and you know i was working so hard uh, on my business that all these other aspects of my life lost balance. And one day I got so anxious, I was having a panic attack that lasted three days. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I didn't sleep for three days and I felt like the world was come, was crumbling around. Was that because business was something going wrong at the time or was no. it just, a, just an overload no. of everything? Just an overload of too much of the same thing. Yeah? You know, it's like I wasn't... You know, and you know, when you talk to people who are looking from the outside in, especially trained professionals, and you seek out that type of help, which I highly recommend you do if you feel like there's something going on in your life yep. um, and you're not feeling right, um, someone from the outside looking in who's trained can go, hey, you know, things are a little bit out of whack here, and they, they teach you to find those things within you that help you regain the balance that you need to feel happy and healthy. Yeah, so that's the thing. I suppose you've got to experience it to understand it. That's the thing, I suppose. Not to say I haven't experienced it. I probably have. It's just I don't realise to what extent. Like, you know, people talk of depression. Mm. Everyone gets depressed every now and then, but depression itself is a different thing. Yeah, But, but, you know, and everyone panics. But yeah. three days, like yeah. that's not good, is it? Like, yeah. and that's just three days of anxiety. And, yeah, and yeah. Feeling it's, like I the suppose. Yeah. End. yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was immense, and that that was some. You know, definitely the time where I realised that I needed to go and talk to someone and yeah, and uh, and figure out what was going on because I definitely knew it wasn't normal for that to be happening. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it was real. Um, yeah, you know, it, it it was real, and I was like, well, I got to I got to do something about this. Yeah, so, so how long would you be? How long ago was this, approximately? Oh, probably six, seven yeah. years. Maybe? So yeah, so your business was actually quite established. You, you yes. weren't working as longer hours as you had been because, yeah. like you say at the start, you were for three or four years you were working other jobs as yeah. well. Yeah, and it's just that out of the blue, this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, it was kind of. You know, in looking back in hindsight, it was a slow burn. Yeah. However, if I had had the awareness, I could have nipped it in the butt far earlier. Yeah. So it's where you get these points of 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 near meltdown, and sometimes, unfortunately, for some blokes, attempts at their own life. Yes. Um, yeah, that's to right. realise that something needs to actually happen. Mm. Now I've you know, and in that state, you know, you do you are thinking things like that. You know, you are thinking, how is this pain going to go away? And it's it's it seems like it's the only open door. Mm. But and then I was like, no, nah, 
I got up. Yeah. So I got up. At least I had the awareness to pull back and go, no, hang on. You know, something's got to change here. And is that yeah. something you probably practice, Not maybe not every day, but you look at quite often and say, well, how's me life, work, life balance going? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always tuning. I'm always fine tuning. And like, I'm sort of this person that um, I'm always looking for uh, better ways to do things and better ways to improve my life and the lives of those around me. So having that awareness of my mental health at all times is really is not just really good key. for you it's good for all those absolutely yep yeah mm. absolutely so yeah it's it's good to you know it's and everyone should take a moment just to sit back relax and really just check in with themselves um to make sure that they're okay as That's well right, as everyone yeah. else around them is yeah, okay too exactly uh, you're right like there's more to life than working there's more to life and just always thinking what do i have to do next what do i have to do next you've got yeah. to you've got to enjoy it like you yeah know? especially when you get to my age you, you know that's what i tell the guys at work i'm just happy to wake up and see the sun oh, yeah i'm alive good yeah <laughs> it's know? a beautiful thing it is it's yeah. a great thing yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah footy so you got involved with the glenmore bulls yes so i got involved with the glenmore bulls uh in 2019 it was uh it was a hard sell for timmy getter not really but um I came along, and the big thing that they were selling me on is um, they're all on about like having the open showers, and it's good camaraderie getting in there with the boys in the open showers and everything. I hope they didn't push the open showers too much, did they? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was a lot of giggling and a lot of of carrying on about it, and I was like, oh, you know, I don't know about this, but uh, you know, I thought I better give this sharing thing a go. So, (laughs) right, but um. I don't know if we're going to sell junior football anyway, but anyway, all right. Yeah. You know, concerned and, parents out there now. Yeah, well, you know, as you know, last year I got my face smashed up, but, um, you know, it, it was kind of timed with, you know, the addition of the shower cubicles, and I thought... And you thought, this thought, isn't well, fun anymore. This isn't for me anymore, yeah. you know. It's, the camaraderie of it's gone. And hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I must admit, I wasn't a big fan of the cubicles. I, I understand it, I understand. Things have changed so much. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, but I suppose it's a bit because of we've got girls footy going now, it's, it's, and it's yeah. become such a a huge thing. Like who'd have thought? I like women's sport has become a huge thing. Like, and yeah. I've got. I'm not begrudging that. I, yeah. I mean, seventy five thousand at the G. Was it G or Sydney? I don't know where it was now. I think it was. Oh, at the for G. the granny. For, no, yeah. for the um. Soccer last night. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you know, and that which is great. And I think they, I think they might have got forty thousand at the AFLW final, grand yep. final. Like. Yeah, so it's coming along. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and it's it's good. Like having a young daughter myself and seeing this development happening. Oh, it's great. Yes, uh, there's a pathway. I'm like, well, if you want, there's actually professional pathways now. Mm. So if you want to push that, then that's cool. Yeah, of course know? it is. Yeah, so, and I, I think. Like, they should have... I mean, it's not going to be the same money for a long time, and people can go on about it should be the same. It should Well, until it commercially becomes viable, you're never going to get the money because that mm. money provided to those men footballers and that, a lot of it is commercially driven. Mm. And until you get the same commercial package, which really... It's meant to be, is there, I think there's more women in the world. So if all the mm. women go to women's football, yeah. it'll probably get bigger crowds. It'll but, take off. 
it'll, mm. it'll, it definitely it'll get yeah. there. And you're right. You know, give it 20 years, yeah. along with AI. That's right. <laughs> and, and what we who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> I am very concerned about AI. Actually, but <laughs> but, I, I, but I am thinking I should invest in AI. I'll get some tips off you. What companies I should invest in? Because yeah. it could be a good investment, actually. Hard um, to say. Yes. <laughs> Hard to say. The injury. The injury. Yes. Yes. How many? Uh, I suppose I'm more interested in the the video afterwards. Oh yeah. Was there that yeah. many titanium screws in your face? Or yeah. Not? No. No. And they're still in my face now. Are they? So yeah. what was it? A knee crashed into your face? Or? A forehead. Really. A forehead. Yeah. Yeah. So you were just a collision at the ball. So I'll set the scene. All right. Yes. It's That's... round one. 2021. I'm in fullback for the Rezies lunchtime league. All right. And we're playing Yapoon. A tough, it, a it's tough It's the game. biggest, dreadest thing. Like, and I've been in an era where I've known nothing more than Yapoon dominance. Yes. That's right. <laughs> it's not a good era. Not a good era. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, nerves are high. And... It's, uh, you know you're going to see a bit of action. You're at fullback. Yeah. Oh, so you're, you're going to see a bit of action for the day. I know. I know. So I'm in fullback. I know I've got a big role to play for the day. Yeah. And hopefully not left, you know, you know more you'll get 20 few, goals through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they kick about 20 points so it looks like you rack up a few possessions for yeah. the day anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's Were it. you a fullback they allowed to kick out or did they... Uh, occasionally, so I was sort of 50-50. Some days I was on, some days I wasn't. I don't like that. You I know? think if you get named a boring position of fullback, you get every right to have the kickouts. This, oh, he's a fullback that will make him let him take the kickouts. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah. That is so wrong. So wrong. Anyway, back to your story. Back to your story. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, you know, but basically, I was, um, you know, aiming for like I was coming into that season really good fitness I really actually wanted to have a push to actually be picked potentially for seniors yep. you know at my age it's tough to come in late and get to the fitness level you need to be yeah because be you've had no football experience at all as a junior or anything no. so you've you're learning the game learning the fitness required which yeah. would be different to cadets, I presume? Oh, or, yeah. Bugger all fitness needed in cadets. We didn't do much of it in cadets. Why don't you just do much running with backpacks like Kate Partridge Ridge with Clint Eastwood and that? No. No, oh. absolutely. That would have probably considered child abuse, I think. Yeah. yeah. I suppose, yeah. Actually, I suppose <laughs> at that age, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with the whole rifle thing, they had to be really careful with that uh, because, you know, Geneva Convention with, you know, child soldiers and all that sort of stuff, we, have, we can't be seen to be training child soldiers, so we have to really limit... The exposure to those sorts of things. True. Did I tell you? There's another kindred spirit thing. We used to have to take our twelve gauge shotguns on the school bus to school to go to shotgun club. You know, <laughs> that was when we were about twelve, thirteen on the school bus. You just load them up. Oh yeah. No, I don't. I don't think the school provided ammo. We must take our own ammo too. Yeah. Anyway. Far out. <coughs> we're getting Far away out. from the arm. Um, oh, we are. That's right. The story. So you're there, standing fullback. Standing in fullback. Um, I actually thought I was having a really good crack. Um, not many goals came through. Um, certainly not the normal amount for um, a uh, a Yapoon uh, yep. first quarter. So we were competing well. Even we were. Field, we we were yet. competing. We definitely weren't um, as behind as what we usually would be. Um, so I was quite happy um, at that point. Basically, a nice one's come in from the midfield, and even in the resies, Yapoon get good service to their forward line from their midfield. So I'm going up for this footy um, with the full forward. And the full forward's giving me that classic kind of nudge under the footy yep. at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he claims he's holding his ground, but he's actually pushing you out. Yeah, yes. I, it, it was actually it was a decent 
decent nudge. Yep. Uh, and basically another Yapoon midfielder's coming from my left-hand side. Yep. On a 45 almost, like so couldn't even see him really in the peripheral. I've, I'm up, have been pushed further forward than what I was expecting to be. The other Yapoon player's going up for it as well. Yeah. Forehead to the face. To the side of the face, cheek. Basically to the cheekbone yep. here. Yeah. And then it's ended up caving in my orbital, which is your eye socket, yep. Yep. broken jaw, um, smashed up uh, cheekbone, you oh, know. God. Pretty nasty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did you finish a quarter? No. No. No, I didn't. Walked off, though. Walked Walk- off. There you go. No stretcher. <laughs> there you go. Walked off. But I knew straight away I was on the ground. And I was like, my face, my face, something's wrong with my face. Yeah, so you, yeah. Like, and I had, you know, Stewie Exton there and Caleb and a couple of the other boys were around me. They're like, oh, 40, are you all right? Are you all right? I'm like, my face is munted, you know, like there's something wrong with it. And could they I'm tell like, looking at it? Like I've I, seen some of those, cert- like I presume it's in hospital in that video. And yeah, it's yeah. pretty... Dropped outside, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, um, you could definitely, definitely tell that side of my face was depressed. Yeah. Um, I remember Corey Redsell actually, you know, sneaking around from the side of the bench. Yep. To have a look, and he's like, "Oh, forty. I'm like, and then he takes a look, and he just covers his mouth with his hand, yeah. turns around and walks the other way. Oh, really? And it was at that point. I knew it was bad. <laughs> yeah. So at this stage, what have we done? We'd iced it, obviously. Yeah. So <laughs> someone bit, said, "Get the, get him iced." Yeah, yeah. Bit of ice, bit of um, uh, well, bit of Glenn turning around, Glenn Bauer turning around, going saying, um, "Yeah, forty, you're right to go back on." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Has anyone thought to ring an ambulance yet? Or yeah, no, yeah. there was already an ambulance on yeah. the way at that point, but um. Yeah, once they got me into the ambulance and and gave me the silly juice, that was um that was good. The green stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually no, I was straight into the morphine shots. Was it? Yeah, yeah straight into the morphine shots. Yeah. So it was, like, was in all seriousness, it was a pretty horrific facial injury. Yeah, it, definitely something you don't want. Mm, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely something you don't want. And it was it was that realization like it sucks because I was having a lot of fun. Um, you know the game. You know it's the first first game of the season. You've been I trained the whole preseason, almost every training session, and you and you prepare yourself for these things. And I was one of the very few Rosies that would actually train. Yeah. Uh, and you prepare yourself. You come into the game and you're having fun, and then you just get smashed like that. It was it was a big wake up call. Mm. And I know I know you made a comeback. Yeah. A huge comeback. I'm on the level of McCartney from Barley, like you know. Probably did we win actually? Yeah. <laughs> did you kick a winning goal in the comeback? Uh, no, I don't think don't I kicked think. any goals. But, I, I still came out of fullback. Mm, no. <laughs> uh, but you did retire after that after yeah. that season. And is that one of the reasons? Because you realised I'm a business owner. Mm. I'm also a father. Yeah. Um, I'm relied on by people, and I can't afford any. Like, did you miss a lot of work? Yeah, or? missed a lot of work. Um, missed out on a lot of opportunities. Yep. Uh, not only in work, but personally, family. Yep. Um, and I, I wouldn't have been able to get through it if it wasn't for the support of my family, yep. my wife, um, and my mum and dad. 
I was on, get this, I was on a no-fly, and it was specialist surgery surgery that could only be performed in Brisbane. So yeah, and I had to go backwards and forwards four times. Yeah, so you needed driving down. And oh, back, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. and mum and dad did that. Yep. So they went, you know, drove me down every time. Mm. You know, stayed in hotels. See, that, and that's the that. thing, I mean, all the time I played footy, you never thought about getting hurt and working that. But by the same token, I never got badly hurt. But of course, every now and then, someone did get badly hurt. I suppose we still didn't give it a lot of thought, right? But I mean, yeah. it, you know, you're playing football purely for the love of it. It's not like it's your income or anything like no, that. it's just good fun. Yeah. Good fun. Mm. Um, and that's, for the most part, even if you're a senior footy player up here in CQ. Yeah. That's what you do it for. It's for fun. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah. you know, and it's good to see, you know, it's good to see people having fun. But, you know, and you, you think these things, they're only... Stories you hear of, you know, mm. oh, that won't happen to me. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> that's right. And and eighty, ninety percent of people it doesn't happen to, or maybe even more. Mm. But every now and then it does happen. Like, you yeah, know. it does, it does. So you made your comeback, but retired then. Yeah. So I thought, you know, being the captain um, for three sitting years, had to really set the example and just let everyone know that, you know, if something happens, you got to get up. When you knock down, so I had to at least. Plus, it gave you a that. chance to make that video. Yeah, oh yeah, I had the time to do it too. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, when it's so well produced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, come back for the I think the last three games of the season. Yep. Um, and then yeah, just you know, last game was in Boyne Island. Uh, got a photo with uh, young White Parker playing his first. Resi's game, yep. your first men's football game. So that was special to me to get a photo with White, one on their last and one on their first. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, slowly dissolve away into the distance. <laughs> yeah. No involvement at the footy club these days? Well, I, can't, I stay in contact yep. um, as much as I can where and when. This year's been a little bit hectic from a business point of view yep. and we moved house and, you know, developing another income stream and things like that. But, um, you know, I've, I've stayed in contact with the boys, you know, where and when I can. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, because, um, to be honest, I think you're the kind of people, even though you're not playing, you're the kind of person we need around the footy club. You are a, a, a leader. You are obviously a very um, forward-thinking, like, you know, mm. like obviously with your business, et cetera, and that like, so... We'd love to see you back around. That'd be fantastic, actually. Thanks, Ledge. I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. I'll take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. <laughs> it's a tremendous compliment. Now, the house. We've got to talk about the house. Because even my wife mentioned, and Ben mentioned, and I've had a couple of other people, ask Forty about the theatre route. Oh. Which, obviously, is the business's showroom. Yes. Built under those tax shelters... <laughs> to be your own theatre room. Yeah, is this correct? A, yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean... <laughs> I hope, oh, the tax pump don't listen, I don't Yeah, no, no. I mean, but, you know, at the end of the day, I do need a, I do need a safe space to bring uh, clients into um, and show them what we're all about. And it just so happens to be at my house. But yeah. I'm not living at that house anymore. I was going to say, how recently did you move out? Because uh, I thought this was... About so two, that's at your parents' house, ago. is it? 
Yeah, well, oh. like I'm taking over mum and dad's place, the place that I um, lived up, like, lived in while I was growing up, and it's it's kind of like it's sort of my this the home of my soul. So it's awesome. Oh, right, yeah. It's awesome yep. to, to move back there. Yep. So yeah. you've moved back to the childhood home. Yes. They've kept the home with the showroom. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm also gonna do Airbnb at the house. And continue operating the business from the showroom. Oh, rightio. Yeah. Sorry. So, oh, rightio. So that's the uh, income that's stream. That's the other income talking. stream. Yeah, so yeah. we're developing that uh, as an income stream. So as an Airbnb, will your theatre room be safe? As it, an Air- or it'll, it be be av- it'll be available as what's called an Airbnb experience. Oh, so, right, this is yeah, this is huge. You could maybe make an escape room or something as well. Well, yeah, yeah, there could be that. There could be that. Get the VR goggles yeah. on and get in there yeah. and start hacking that, away. Set up a bit of that army cadet stuff. And, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, throw some spiders on people. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's so much going like on. You've got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It wouldn't be me if I didn't have a lot going on. That's for sure. Hmm. You definitely have like. That's what I say. You start at your business. When you're 20 years old, which is, and you obviously it's going well. You've been in business for 13 years now. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's something. The statistics are staggering. It's something like 95% of businesses fail in their first five years. Yeah. So to be going double that plus more, um, you know. And I, I, I know. Hopefully, I'm doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> and you're employing young Tyler Perry. Yeah, yeah, and senior other, other people, yeah, other people as well. Is there or yeah, we we have Nathan as well, who's yep. um who works full time for me. He was uh, my first uh, trainee slash apprentice. Yep, and um, that's what Tyler's doing apprenticeship. Yeah, well. he is. Yeah, what do you do apprenticeship in? So we do it in the telecommunications um, trade. So it's a Cert three in telecommunications, um, but we it's kind of the only industry. Love a beer? Oh yes, oh yes, please. It's kind of the only industry that um, kind of comes close to custom audiovisual. Is it? Yeah, because yeah. is that what um, Robbie Parker, Porky? Is yes. that them? They're yeah, radio. Porky, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a he's a radio tech. So I do all the same. We we do all the same formal qualifications as them. However, would we be climbing a comms tower, installing a radio of some no. sort? No. Um, or pulling bulk data or terminating some fiber optic cabling for NBN. No. Oh, right. Wouldn't be doing it. It's part of our training. So yours is more installing audio and visual equipment. Yeah. Yep. So our main main thing that we do is, of course, um, custom audio visual solutions. So what that covers is think of things like, well, our core business is, well, media rooms in the domestic offering. Yeah, so that that is what you're about mainly is a sound system and a, a visual system, whether it be projector yeah. or whatever, for someone's because theatre rooms have become a thing, haven't they? Yeah, they. I think they're dying off a little bit. However, there still is the niche market out there that love it. Me, I'm one of them. Yeah. Um, but having said that, is that core business from a revenue perspective not so much because that's the passion side of yeah, the business? Right, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, however, what we mostly do is corporate and education. So think uh, a hall, a lecture theatre, a classroom, oh, right, eh? yeah, so, um, yep. a video conferencing meeting room, uh, right, eh? those yep. style of yep. things. In fact, the last install that we did, and Tyler Perry really stepped up with this one, 
is we were down in Yapoon and we did the full install for the brand new uh, disaster coordination center oh, called right Hub. Eh? Yeah, yep. so that was quite a large job. Took us three weeks and it's got a big video wall and a heap of screens and tons yeah, of no, cable. Yeah, they'd, they'd and, all be linked and have to, because oh, yeah. everyone would have to be able to hear it and everyone would have to be able to put in, put into it and all. Yeah, you could, you could literally have the Premier standing there in that room. Yeah, yeah, you that's know. right, yeah fly up because of some disaster and sit there and 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 yep. have a look at the goings on yeah and then that's use then enable that to be transmitted outside of that as well like yeah fully integrated video conferencing and everything like that it's about a quarter of a million dollars worth of stuff in there that's good then isn't it that's yeah. good for your business yeah, too. And, and plus something like that is good advertising for your business yeah. on that scale yeah like. to be able to do that um and and we've been like the last few years we've been just getting bigger and bigger with regards to that style of things, hence why we've needed to bring on additional uh, staff. And yep. also, um, you know, which also means the little man at the moment for us is getting screwed a little bit, which sucks because... As you in know, you ca- you've got to put him off, you mean? Yeah, or? yeah. And, and, and I don't like doing that because I like helping people. That's yep. why I do this business. It's why I do what I do. I like to help people with technology. So to have done our last domestic job i think in january oh right yeah because um, you've had these because, commercial yeah, yeah. the amount of commercial work has been immense lately the post-covid um budget unlocking uh exercises that are going on at the moment has meant that it's basically priced the little man out of the market yeah for because i was going to ask that about covid did covid see a boost in your theater room like because a lot of people well, i suppose not so much here we, let's be honest central queensland we got out of covid Pretty yeah. good, but I can imagine yeah. in Melbourne, if you'd had a business like this in Melbourne, people would have been upgrading their theatre rooms like you wouldn't believe because mm. they couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So I don't know if you were allowed to go and do it anyway. And, and they just... were. They were. They were doing that in those areas. However, in this area, it remains quite niche in that regard. And also, it was like COVID hit. All of our big corporate clients had their budgets frozen. Right. Because they're yep. like, we're, we don't know what's happening. There's lockdowns. There's everything like that. We can't just go and spend money willy-nilly because yep. we don't know what's happening. Bang. You know, let's just say thank God for JobKeeper because we wouldn't be here um, without JobKeeper. Yeah, so, so you it was a positive. There you go. It was yeah. it was a it was a positive the, for us, the JobKeeper yep. um, scheme. It allowed you to keep yeah, people we would, and keep Yeah, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, um, I was going to say. We wouldn't be here. And yep. it would be a detriment to the community. Because yep. um, we wouldn't be here providing a local service and employing locals to do that. Because mm. prior to us, all of this type of stuff was getting flown out of Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so like it, not even your little TV shops? Oh, d- definitely your little TV shop stuff, but more the bigger stuff that I'm talking about, yeah. the bigger corporate um, yeah. and, and government style work. Yeah. yeah. Right. Eh? Oh, very good. Yeah. So... Yeah, COVID was funny. And to, to circle back to footy, you know, 20, 2019 was when I was really just sort of learning the game and, and understanding where it was at. But coming into 2020 um, and COVID hitting, that was really where I saw opportunity um, to unite the club and really help out from a cultural perspective because um, I felt I felt like I could contribute in that, uh, in that space. Like... You know, basically a twenty or thirty year old, twenty nine, thirty year old coming into footy. I knew I couldn't go on and be the best player on the field, but I knew I could maybe draw from my experiences as in 
running a small business and, and my cadet days to help drive culture and unity within the club. So during that time, that's, um, we know, footy got shut down, as you know. Yeah. And then we didn't know what was happening. We didn't know whether we were going to be playing footy. But I saw an opportunity that maybe we could use this technology that everyone um, was using to stay together. So we were doing um, uh, running challenges every week. That oh, you right could contri- yep. like That you could complete yeah. by yourself. I think on- I remember the boys talking yeah. about this. Yeah. Um, and we even had Skeet down in Melbourne absolutely oh, yeah. smashing it. Yeah. Um, which was unreal. And some of the other boys, you know, like um, Robert Bell, Bump and Zimmy and whatnot, posting some absolutely horrifically good yeah. um, times and whatnot, which was interesting to see. And then we'd all get on Zoom at the end of the week yeah. and meet up. Oh, and, good, yeah. and discuss the week and, and just, you know, crack a beer over Zoom, which was uh, which well, but, was good. I'll be honest, when you when you spoke about driving cultural change, I thought you meant you organised a footy trip. Because <laughs> that's, that's what I used to call driving the cultural change. Yeah, well, but, And you are it, a footy trip participant, it, I feel. Yeah, I am a footy trip participant. And I'll tell you what, it was a, that was definitely an, a, a cultural awakening. For you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, because having never played open age footy at any code, yes, you'd never been on a footy trip as such. No, no, no. never been on a footy trip. Um, was definitely indoctrinated to the ways of the three day bender. Yeah, um, that was a wake up call. Yeah, <laughs> enjoyed it though. Loved it. Yeah, or? yeah. No, it was good. You got to you got to know how to pace yourself. That's for sure. Yes, yes. Because yes, there's a lot do. ahead of you on a footy trip, yeah. trip weekend. But um, yeah, um, the last hurrah was yeah last year um, after yeah. the after the smash up, yeah. and um, half of it I spent in bed with um, bloody gastro. Oh really? Oh, it was shocking. Oh. It was absolutely shocking. But it was just one of those twenty four hour ones, which was good. I got out of there yep. and didn't give anyone else gastro, which was good as far as I know. I'm sure no one else came out of gastro yeah. with gastro, so I just stayed away while I was symptomatic and you know, yeah. then got back into it when I felt like I That's was good, good to go to again. See. Good to see, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, no, the footy trip, uh, yeah, done a couple of those and um, yeah, definitely a lot of fun and. You know, you learn a few things about uh, Australian culture on those, that's for sure. You do, yeah. Well, you've learned well, but just by your um, bag you've brought around. You know, yeah. that, that was the one thing, like, with being involved in a community group, it's good to actually be involved with everyone. Like, all walks <coughs> of society, all different groups and backgrounds, different cultures um, and whatnot. You always read, like to me, I was always reading about these things and reading about um, the gap um, between Indigenous and other Australians and all that sort of stuff. But it never was apparent to me until I actually was part of a all-inclusive community group. That's hmm. why places like footy clubs are important. Um, you know, because I can't, you know, it's hard, like even though I'm of um, a previously Catholic background, it's not something I could really get around these days um, and make that my community um, organisation. No, no. It's, well, it's not my thing. Well, it's, I think it's a bit of a dying thing, honestly. Yeah. Like, even to 30, 40 years ago, like, church was still a... Um, I think a lot of people participated in it, even if they weren't great... 
believers or, or things, but, you know, but it's become less and less like, you know, like 30, 40 years ago, even if you didn't go to church, you had your kids christened. And that. I mean, yeah. I don't think it yeah. happens as much now. Yeah, like, no. And um, maybe that's a bit, I know people have lost a bit of faith, I suppose, which is what things are, mm. religion's all based on. Um, they see some of the things that are done in the yeah. name of religion, which really is just, it's not the religion's fault, it's bad people using religion as an excuse. That's their, that's their vehicle that they've used. That's they've right. They've chosen yeah. it as their yeah. vehicle of you abuse. Know. And, and that, that goes for all religions, like, mm. you know, like Christianity's not a lot of bad things, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. We can't just point And it's not exclusive. Islam. No. Yeah. That's right, you know. And it's not exclusive. So, but like you say, it's, it's very diverse yeah. at a football club, you know. Not just cultures, people. Yeah. People like, and, yeah. You know, it's the same as if the bigger the workplace you go to. You get more personalities, you get more people, you know, and you can't get along with everyone. No. But you've got to try and tolerate everyone. Yeah. And because it's, it's a long life if you're going to be angry and barneying with people all the time. Like, yeah. It's and easier just to get along. Yeah, it is It is easier. Mm. And, and it teaches us, um, you know, and it reminds us that, you know, of exactly that, um, that there's no point in all of that crap that might have been taught to us from our childhood or passed down from our grandfather of our grandfather, this particular angst or, or no, that's you right. know, those sorts of things. It's just once you get together in a group all together, you realise we're all just the same. That's right. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's no good us holding something against the Japanese for the World no. War and that. Like, it's no good, you know, what about those, um, you know, the Chinese and the Japanese, they used to hate it. I don't know, maybe yeah. they still do, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it, things like that have happened since the dawn of time. Yeah. You know, yeah we're better absolutely. just to all get along and um, well, everyone's different. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you're from or what you do. Gee, this is very deep for fresh from yeah. <laughs> And, you know, like, that, that was where I saw, you know, opportunity in the club is, um, like, um, I, I consider myself a fairly stable individual. Um, and I, I felt the opportunity to help mentor some of the younger fellas coming through yep, and give them the right start and the, some of the right, well, what I believe to be the right types of attitudes to carry through into their everyday life. And, you know, it's I've seen the successes of that, but I've also seen you can't, you can't help everyone as well sometimes, which kind of sucks. Um, but, you know, we can do the best we can, right? That, that's right, look. You can give, give everyone can give people advice and that, but in the end, people choose a path themselves, like, mm. you know. But but that doesn't mean we should stop trying no, to help no. them, like you know, and, and that like um. Some people just don't want to listen, I suppose, and yeah, you know, and you know, some people look at myself and say, "Well, why should I listen? He's this, he's that." You know, everyone everyone has different opinions on. Everything, like, mm. you know, and that's why you just got to tolerate everyone's opinions and get along. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This absolutely. has been very good, Brendan, very good. <laughs> very deep. Right, so now, yeah. I, I've got permission to use your... I'll have to edit it a bit. I don't think I'll run as long as that. But <laughs> I, if I get... do I? So do I just go to Facebook? Should I be able to download that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I should? Yeah, yeah. yeah you'll see it on my... On my um, yeah. I think my page there. Because I'll use it as a marketing tool to get yeah. this episode out there. Like. Yeah. Oh. Um, B, we've learned you've got a very good business. Let's give it a plug. Um, Premier 
AV installs, a local business employing local people doing local work on a huge scale. Yeah. And trying yeah. to help the local residents as well. We'll yeah. get back to them. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. Well, uh, yeah, no, I'm all for the plug, Sledge. Yep. So, no. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. well, look, you'll probably get overseas contacts here. We're listened to by 14 different countries outside of Australia. Oh. Like, it's huge, huge, <laughs> huge. You would not believe how huge it is, man. But what you do need is, to look fashionable, you need your fresh from the Esky hat. Oh, yes, of course. And provide all those huge contract deals. A fresh from the Esky pen. Ah. Right, so I, I can only see business looking better and better for you now. I know, and you know, if you've seen me around the footy club, you know I'm all about a good hat. Yes, yes, I you see know. you wear the Legionnaires hat a lot. You can I do probably like attack it. a bit to that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. How do I look? You look great, man. And your face is so much better I now. look good. Did they, I use did the did pen did to dry my face? Was that no. a full <laughs> um, reconstruction like? Did they have to... Push bits back and that. Yeah, yeah. So like they cut me under the eye. They yeah. cut me. They actually go up through the mouth. Yeah. Up in there. So that's where all the bolts are pushing bones, holding bones back into. Yeah. So literally holding the cheekbone there. It's got. There's plates here. There's a plate up here. There's a plate here. What screws. did they think when you said you were going to make a comeback to football? Oh. Uh, or you didn't tell them. They definitely didn't advise on it, but they said there's no reason why you can't play football after that. Yeah, I think it was three months after post surgery. Yeah, or something so like that. It'll be the same result if you got, the same thing happened. It'd be the same result, but yeah. there's nothing different going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I think Jonathan. The same thing happened to Jonathan Brown, captain yes. of yes Brisbane uh, Lions. Yeah. Yeah, um, smashed his face, come back. Mm. Smashed his face. Yeah, come back. Smashed his face. Three times what? <laughs> yeah, I think so. No oh, wonder he's got such an ugly butt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then he's like, nah, I can't smash my face again. Mm. Can't do it four times. Three times lucky, right? Yeah. Well, you know, there's always someone who's had it worse than you. That's for sure. Oh, that's right. That's what I, that's what I tell my kids. You can always find someone who's doing better than you, but you also find someone who's doing worse. How do you go at um, airports? Airports. Does it... Hasn't given me a drama yet. What? So you go through the metal detector? Yeah. Do you think the metal detectors work then? Yeah. Well, there's only a tiny little bit of it. Like really, at the end of the day, it's like a the titanium. I've seen the I've seen them, like the actual plates that they put in. They're like a wafer. Oh right, yeah. They're as thin as a wafer, oh. and then little holes in them where they drive the screws. So more in. like I saw Skeet's got pins and that in his fingers, and that's all they look like. Bits of wire. Yeah, actually. bits I of wire. Expect, yeah. 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 Oh. Gee, so if I take my gun through the tech in small enough bits, I won't pick it up. Maybe, oh, maybe. Not that I'm going to. Not that I'm going to. <laughs> just in case someone's listening to this. Yes. Righto. Thank you very much for dropping round and having a chat to us, Brendan. No worries, Ledge. Very insightful. Actually, you're a young man going places. Well, I'm sure we could probably talk for a lot longer. You seem to be a guy that you know is just easy to talk to, and thank you for making me feel so comfortable. And no, oh, very good. You no. know. Um, no. Telling me the origins of your your nickname. I've talked about myself enough, I think. Next well, that's, that's, no, we have, we have got you on. <laughs> that, that's why we have you on. Talk about yourself, not talk about me. Yeah, <laughs> like I say, um, yeah. There's it's, there's a lot of confusion about that story, and I confuse it more myself. The older I get, the more confusing it gets. I think it may have started in Noosa, but that's the first time I'd heard about the jumping off uh, top floor of flamingos. But and I'm a bit doubtful that happened, but. It's good enough that I'm going to claim it and run with it. Body surfed out there, I'll, I'll run with it. Knowing your sons, mate, um, I 
think anything would be possible. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Especially one of them, yeah. Well, and he, yeah. he's coming back soon, Ben. He, he's got one day of school teacher left over there. He's um, sold his car. Uh, he's got um, five weeks of holiday and with Hayden Thomas and Ricky McHugh. And he'll be back on the 1st of September. I think the day of oh, Friday, the day before the local grand final. Ah. So he's looking forward to it. Um, he's looking forward to having a... He wants to have a big year at footy next year. I think he's missed the footy. I think he's missed his mates. Yep. I think he's missed mum and dad a little. Yeah. I think it's been a big learning curve for him. He probably... I remember saying to him, maybe you should live out of home for a little bit before you go. And, yeah. But he, he's got no regrets. He's enjoyed it, which mm. is great, you know. And I think... You know, a bit the same as you, as you know, at his age to go overseas by himself is a bit of a big deal, mm. you know, and he's done well. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good, and I'm all for the young fellas just, you know, getting out and having a crack. Yeah. You, you travelled much, have you? Or? A little bit. Like, I've been to Japan a couple of times. With business? Do we claim that no, as a business thing? No, 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 no. However, however, I have uh, um, pitched the idea to a couple of my business mates we should go over there, yeah. buy some crappy little cafe somewhere. Um, you know, employ the locals because I tell you what, the Japanese know how to work, mate. They oh, yeah, know how yes, to work. Yeah. Teach them how to make a decent cup of coffee because it's hard to find a decent cup of coffee over there. Is it? Yes, yes. And then, then all we're doing is, um, whenever we fly over there, we're just going over there to check on business interests, aren't we? Are you allowed to do that? I don't know. I'm not sure about. I need a good advisor. Yeah, you want to find out because, <laughs> oh no, it might be China. You can't just set up a business in China, but yeah, yep. about Japan, but. I did. I remember hearing that Chinese. I mean, sorry, the Japanese. But there was a bit of a revolution going on. They were cutting back on that work because of what you spoke about earlier. They yeah. were finding the work life because they used to have cells for them to sleep in workplaces. Yeah. They used to have like, to be honest, look like your morgue. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And I, I think there's been a bit of a revolution that no, that's not the right way to yeah. live your life. Like you know, there's more to it than that. And um, mm. I think. Suicide was quite high over there amongst business people at one stage. This is in Japan, you're yeah. talking? And yeah, you're exactly right. Mm. You're absolutely right. And it's still a big problem now because, like, it was culturally okay to do that because of the samurai. That was yes. that was an honourable way. That's right. It yeah. was better to, to do that than live and with shame. Yes. You know, yes. Which is a strange way of looking at things <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me. I mean, you know, like... And that's the that's you leave a, so many. It's not just yourself. You leave other people behind when you do that. Other yeah. people, which um, this is getting far too deep. Yeah, too deep. We better wrap this up. Yeah. Thank you very much, Brendan Ford. <laughs> that's uh, the episode done. Episode seventeen, season two is done. Thank you very much for coming in. No worries, ladies. And this will be out on Tuesday. My, my pleasure. Absolute honour to be here. And um, you yeah. know, if you're a young fella out there listening, have a good crack. All yes. Right. Have a good crack. You can just be a normal guy, normal everyday guy. Go out there, have a good crack, follow your dreams, follow your passion because you won't do good at anything else unless it's your passion. And um, yeah, and that's, that's me. That's coming off. from the success story that is Brendan Ford. <laughs> Thank you very much. 